Welcome to the Clam Jammers Podcast, the semi-erotic podcast exploring the strange world of smut and kitsch in all its forms. Welcome to the world of Shore, Miri, and Put Upon Penguin Crabsworth as they play, chat, and laugh their way through all of life's intimate topics. Come for the sex, stay for the weird. Hello, shiny happy people. It is December. It is the month of all the celebrations. We over here happen to do solstice and Christmas, so happy holidays. And today we are bringing you a, a review um, that that is so topical and timely. Why, why don't you tell them about it, Crabsworth? Well, okay, look, um, you know how we had that treehouse for Marathon? Well, I said to Mary, what we should do is do something similar for all the Simpsons Christmas episodes. And she said no. <laughs> and so and so what I said was, well, I, I don't understand here. I, I may just be a penguin, but I'm looking at my calendar and I'm like, there's a Simpsons Christmas special quite a few times and you know we could be doing this but she's like no we celebrate Halloween on Christmas <laughs> and I said well okay and then she said to me if uh, I needed to if I wanted to be in the coven I had to shape up and again I said what are you talking about I'm the one who actually put out a Halloween album this year and uh, she said, yeah, but that was supposed to be Valentine's Day, you stupid prick. <laughs> and then one thing led to another, and we decided to review Treehouse of Horror 34 in honor of uh, producer Rob's wonderful, uh, fantastic voyage to the other side of the surgical realm. Uh, heart goes out to him and wishing him nothing but a speedy recovery. Yeah. Um definitive Simpsons Christmas special is Santa's little helper as far as I'm concerned. You, you so. know, I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you on that, but I'm just thinking to myself, did we just make something that you have to go through and cut things out? Because I mentioned producer Rob and how he deserves praise. No, producer Rob can get praise today. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so in honor of producer Rob, um, I have... Uh, come up with this brand new song that definitely isn't Hail Producer Rob. Hail Producer Oh my goodness, let's get the showboat moving on the road now. Come on, come on. We gotta get moving. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we totally um, didn't get thrown for a loop with our respective lives in November, and we totally didn't miss Treehouse Horror. Well, definitely not. No, we didn't What happened it. on your end, Mary? Oh man, I'm still unpacking from my move, so. <laughs> really? I thought you said, well, a couple of my beheadings went wrong. Oh, they did. That too. That too. Sacrifices to Satan. You know, it's it's just. He's getting <sighs> upset with you because, I mean, like, you're down in the quota. Like, you're going to have to play some poker with him later. I don't know. I, I know, I know. I will say, though, the, the definitive um, Matt Groening produced Christmas special is the Futurama robotic Santa one. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I, I will say that. Are we, are we going to go into that? Like, not today, obviously, but if you want to watch that, 
and do something with that, I'm totally on board. All right. Well, we're going to do that. That'll, I mean, that'll, okay. Because because we we owe the we owe the people in particular Jerry in Kazakhstan. That's our good buddy Jerry. We owe them some content because for the last month we've been life has kicked us all in the ass basically. Although somebody's in a new play, so. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get talking about that new play, which I'm pretty sure I've shilled here in the past. But hey, anybody listening around Godrich, Ontario, Canada, I will tell you. Come and see Elizabeth Rex opening uh, late February 2024. Uh, it's going to be fun. I get to be a prick even more so than I am on here. And for some reason, I can make it all look like an accident. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Elizabeth Rex, it's a lot of fun. If you're in the Godrich area, which you probably aren't, but I'll mention it anyway, come see me and Elizabeth Rex. Yeah. Um, look, we and, you know, if you can if you can find him, Jerry in Kazakhstan is always having a fundraiser to go out and see these plays. You know, he's pretty far away from his goal, but we got to have long term goals in life. You know, he has raised a dollar and 73 cents and I have nothing but praise for him. It's it is a sign of perseverance. Of course, you know, a ticket costs like 20 bucks to actually, you know, see me in the place. So he's a way far off. Let's not even talk about transportation, but yeah. But, you know, we we admire perseverance here. So. Don't, don't you have a Patreon? I'm just thinking out loud here. Do we do we set up a Patreon for Jerry and Kazakhstan's trip? Like, Oh, uh, we can. The Patreon's been then, put on hold because we're going to be doing a revamp in the new year. Oh. Wait, 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 that's still happening? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, do we have a uh, revamp in the revamp where we have producer Rob and we just have a shrine to him built? Uh, we can do we, that. Okay, perfect. So I'm thinking one of the Patreon goals could be, you know, five bucks and uh, I will say hail producer Rob. Perfect. To, we will do that. To producer Rob's face. Oh my gosh. All right. This will be perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see that. But so we've done our little updates and our apologies, and we shouted out Jerry. So that I mean, means. I really didn't apologize for anything. So. But that means we must move on to the, to the showboat of the evening, which is a review, totally on time review of Treehouse Horror number 34, I believe. Yes, it is 34. Um, um, I do know off the bat, we do not have Kang and Kodos. Oh, we do, actually. We do? Did I miss them? Yes, you did. Uh, they were hiding uh, in one of the segments. Oh, damn. But we don't we don't have that. Like, they aren't as pronounced as they were in 33. Yeah. And I think, like, if you're looking for Kang and Kodos... It, it is a pain in the ass to find them, but you can definitely find them in one segment. I'll tell you which one it is when we get to it. All right. Uh, so this was, uh, they did three segments. Um, overall, I still think 33 was better, but it's okay. definitely not their worst treehouse. So yeah, a couple of pieces of advice I've got having watched 34. Uh, don't watch Not It and especially Treehouse 33 before this sucker to get into the mood, to get into the spooky season because the quality drop is real. 
Um, especially knowing that uh, this is essentially close to the same team that put together 33. Mm. Uh, so they have proven they can do better than this and bar one segment uh, this this didn't do it and it hurts it hurts a lot yeah I like but it's it's not their worst one no it's it's, it's a, and I don't want I don't want this to seem like it's a knock because it's not their worst like 32 and 31 were worse than this. But 33 was so but good. This is, but this is the same team that put together 33. And there were really prominent members of that team that didn't put together 32 and 31. So I got excited. I got giddy. I shouldn't have. Uh, 33 was a one-time gem. and It was so good, 33. But we're not here to talk about 33. So... Um, the the first one uh, is Bart NFT. Get Bart and Homer end up NFTing Bart, and yeah. Marge has to go in with the help of the blockchain cult, whatever, go in and get Bart back. And when she goes in, she's on the block train, which is a parody of Snowpiercer. So that's the yeah. basic overall plot. Um. I think this should have so I'm not at so here's the thing I'm only up to date on the NFT stuff because there was somebody who I was friends with on Facebook up until like I think a month ago where he got on the NFT train so late and was trying to change his life by selling the NFT of a photo he took of a dude who invented something similar to Bitcoin for like a million and a half dollars. And then it didn't happen. And he was so crushed. He had staked everything on this this thing. So that's the only reason why I was like, I guess in a way it is topical, but I feel like this should have been done one to two years ago. I don't want it touching 33, but do it in 32 and it probably would have done a lot. Yeah, I would have done better. I I will say, this is my one other note I have. I do like Marge being allowed to be a badass, fighting her way through the train to raise her NFT value to move up the train to get to where Bart is. Because obviously he's one of the most valuable because he's the first human to be NFT. Yeah. So I I did enjoy the sequences they were giving Marge. I thought it was cool. So uh, I've got the exchange here. Uh, Did something happen to Bart? Only the parts you can hug. The rest is alive in my phone. Ah, my baby's an app. No, apps actually do stuff. This is an NFT, but look at how much money he's worth. For Bart? Imagine what we could get for Lisa. So. And then she's like, no, wait, we have to Yeah, no, no. And because, no, and because she instantly like snaps back, I'm okay with the jump. Yeah. Well, if they, it's... If they had have stopped with, imagine what we get for Lisa, we'd be having a completely different thing. It's... You know, it's it's one of those things, the impulsive thought that pops into your head, and then you're like, wait, no. But the thing is, this kind of thing has been Marge's MO for a long time. It's so out of character that it's in character. Yeah. Um, 
I I just I I got a flashback to uh, Bobo, Mr. Burns's bear, where Marge says, "I'm sure he'll offer us a fair reward, and then we'll make him double." <laughs> well, why can't I be greedy once in a while? Like it's it's very much in character for Marge to act like this, if just for a split second, and it, it was it was really freaking nice. Um. And I will say, as much as I'm not a huge fan of this, uh, the action shots of Marge killing NFTs on the block train with a uh, nice background are actually pretty good. Um, it does do a little bit of character assassination with uh, both Homer and, and Chief Wiggum. Perfect example here. Uh, Kirk Van Houten is a terrible father. Totally makes sense as to why... Kurt will want to put Millhouse in the NFT transformation machine. But Wiggum loves Ralphie. Uh, character assassinations for cheap jokes aren't funny. Though I will say uh, Save Ralph House was funny. Yeah. Um, and just the story itself felt kind of weak. Uh, Homer agreeing to sell Bart to Mr. Burns and failing instead selling himself. I, I don't like this story or its ending. It's got a couple of decent jokes here or there, but uh, it keeps me from thinking it's total scum, but the character assassinations there really, really hurt, especially when it comes to uh, Chief Wiggum and Homer, because even then Homer does not, Homer does not react to the fact that Bart is gone forever. And he's totally cognizant of the fact that Bart is gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, that's, that's too much. That's too much of a character assassination for me, even in a tree as a horror. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, was I, it? Don't, I, I don't like this one. I did like the, um, I don't know why. I think again, it's because after seeing that person on Facebook, kind of. Yeah spiral with the nft thing and they're still going strong with it by the way and blockchain and i just oh, no. i don't get it no um the celebrities and the whole like oh no we we absolutely wouldn't like sell something that we didn't fully understand i was <laughs> like i'm like yeah this this reminder is needed it really is needed <laughs> i I know it's it's like a cheap joke and everything, but I was like, yeah, unfortunately, this is needed now. We we need these jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we really do. Bad. Yeah. Um. Now, the one where I have the most comments where I was probably like your phone was probably blowing up as I was sending you notes yeah. on this was the second one, which was uh, what was it called again? It's called eight and it is beautiful. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so the basic concept is we go back in time to Bart and Sideshow Bob and, and Bart got Sideshow Bob to sing but yeah. the family is hostage on the boat. And by the way this is like a perfect one-to-one -one creation in terms oh, of yeah. about everything uh, from this opening including some of the new shots they added in of the family. Yeah, no, they went full vintage. It was great. Even the um the 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 picture ratio yep. that was being used. Um and so the family is being added in as tied up and 
uh, Lisa witnesses Sideshow Bob mercilessly slaughter Art. Yeah. Um, and then we fast forward and Lisa is, you know, like the mind hunter. I get inside the mind of the criminals yeah. and I solve these crimes. And Professor Lisa. Yeah. And uh, is it Nelson? The, the, yeah, Nelson's a cop. Yeah, Nelson comes in as a cop. By the way, I thought the uh, casting of Nelson and all his friends as cops was really good. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and then they go to solve, like, basically a parody of seven, but it's eight. Um, and as we discuss, we'll get into the reveal at the end. But this oh, yeah. one I really liked. Before before we go too far, um, Mind of the Mind Hunter, a profile in profiling, complete with a profile shot of Lisa. I love, I love the visual. Why the hell isn't this a thing? And I'm just going to start praising the hell out of Yeardley Smith, Nancy Cartwright, and um, Kelsey Grammer. It look was so good. Uh, look at look at us. We thought we'd stay young forever. Some of us did. Was delivered with so much gusto, so much sincerity, which makes the oh yeah part because he got murdered. Line. It was so good. It makes it so much funnier. Um, oh, it does. The killer left a message and we think it's for you. Intestines pulling out a high Lisa with an exclamation blood point just gushing everywhere. It was so, like, it was just so perfect. And then, um, what was it? As we're seeing this kind of fly-by-night of the, the firstborn deaths, Rob I have to Landers. admit that that Rob clock has a foul-mouth prop comedy legend. That was funny. And then we get the clock deaths, which I was like, that is legitimately creative. Like, legitimately. Um, the Lisa and Sideshow Bob adversary dynamic is a dynamic I didn't know I needed in my life. But, and so here's good. the thing, it's always been there. Yeah, but they really leaned into yeah, it. No, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. Um, little Lisa Simpson. You really made something of yourself after I made mincemeat out of your brother. Come to thank me. Oh my god. No. Rude. Oh god. Drop drop a drop a clue in a clever anagram. Perhaps a limerick will help. There once was a shiny machete that burned, that turned poor, poor Bart's head to spaghetti. Like he just doesn't stop. We're also, can we can we talk about long. him missing the tuft on the top of his hair to make him have a receding hairline? Yes. Like that was so beautiful. You're gonna die in that cell, Bob. And when that happens, I'll be dancing. Um so good. Um The tombstones. Though the tombstones were so good. Bart, Bart Simpson brutally slain. Marge Simpson dies of sorrow. Homer Simpson choked on tennis. Can can I give a shout out for um, the twin being like, well, you may as well be married to me now. Probably makes sense for you to be my husband now. Half <laughs> girl. Anagram spooky abandoned slaughterhouse. If it's got to be cryptic, it's got to be anagrams. I loved anagrams. I thought it was great. Um, and just meat hooks, meat hooks everywhere. Oh, I am surprised they got away with Nelson's meat hook death. 
Because that was gruesome as hell. Yeah. I, I am surprised the censors let them get away with that. But it was so brilliant. Oh, yeah. And then um, when Lisa discovers she's the murderer. Yes. Well, not Lisa, but the split personality. Trump alert! Yeah, and... um. The thing is, though, as Sideshow Bob's being led into his cell, I saw the guard leading him in and I was like, is that Lisa? Are there two Lisas? Is this like a throwback oh. to Barton? Is it Hugo? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then we get get in the cell and it's Lisa, but not Lisa. It's the other personality. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's the other thing. Um, as the officer is leading him in, Sideshow Bob steps on a rake. Yes. And uh, if it didn't pay homage to Cape Fear already, I'd be upset at this. But then they show who the security guard actually was, and it makes the whole damn thing make so much sense. Oh my god, I they was not to take the high footing for this joke, and it works so well. Uh, I. It's so like just do you want to say, do you want to say it or should I? Do you want to say it or should I? You can say it. Okay, so the security guard is Maggie. It's so good. It's so good. And then what I also loved was the fact that it was um it was a mastermind scheme of Lisa's other personality to yep. be like I'm going to let her succeed and go all this way, but I need to get her arrested. So I'm going to do all of these things to get to the same prison as him. Meanwhile, my sister long term has become a prison guard Yeah, at, at this prison. Yeah, and this, is, this is like, and this feels like just the way it was meticulously put together. Um, I will, I will say the one knock I have against this episode is a lot of the deaths seem clean. Like the maybe maybe they saved it up for the yeah, they, the, the Nelson one to get the away Dermot with Spock, the Dermot Spockler way too clean. Like it it, lo it looks way too clean. Even the clock death looked really clean in terms of the way that it was, like it was printed in blood. It looked way too clean. That's a one knock I have against this. It takes it from being a ten to a nine. This is great. This is. It's it's a really good re segment. Really good, and I wish we had gotten two more like this instead of what we ended up getting around, uh, like on both sides of it. Yeah, like I felt NFT wasn't timely or as tight as it could have been, but again, I really did appreciate that awesome action sequence. Um, this one, the 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 Lisa versus Sideshow Bob was just. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's wonderful. And then the last one is it kind of felt a bit of a throwaway. I've got yeah. to be honest. Um, so the concept for the last one is uh, Homer has a radioactive garbage covered donut and then burps on Ned Flanders, which causes Ned Flanders to turn into Homer. And then he burps further spreading the disease throughout Springfield while everybody turns into Homer's. Yeah. Um, the kids don't because they have Homer they DNA, have Homer. so they're they're immune. Um, I want to say something. Yeah, go ahead. 
I really liked in the church scene before Ned turns, Rod is reading about Carrot Top. (laughs) I was like, you know what? That's That's a really good throwback to the segment we just saw. I just, I like how the penny pitching burns went to the trouble of making the no eating in here signs look like Homer. Yes. Um, I also like the line, hey, who stole my Flanders' newspaper? Yeah, I whited out the answers for you (laughs) on the crossword. (laughs) But seriously, for me, um, I think I know why this one didn't work for me. Um, And I love the Simpsons voice cast. I think it's one of the most talented casts in history. And you have an opportunity in Lout Break to do one of three things. You have to pick one of these. Uh, Number one, you could have all the voice actors imitate Homer, which would have been my preferred way to go. Uh, You could make uh, make Dan Castellaneta's make Dan Castellaneta, who's one of the most talented voice actors on God's Green Earth, try to imitate all of the Simpsons voice cast in the Homer voice. Or you could have them all turn into Homer with all of Homer's timings and mannerisms with almost no effort from Dan whatsoever. And they picked the lazy one nine out of ten times. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. There are two exceptions, but I, I do want to highlight my favorite line. Yeah, go ahead. Donut stew has diabetes type two. That's actually that's actually one of the two exceptions I have. Is oh, then they'll Homer bounce right into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there there is one thing I enjoy about this because it's a re- it's a callback to, I think it was Treehouse Thirteen that did this. Uh, but can we talk about how Mo either had the foresight to predict the outbreak, which is understandable because he's Homer's life partner. Yes. Or that the Homer infected citizens would know enough to protect him at all costs. Well, I mean, you got to have a competent bartender. Yeah, it, it, it's just a funny detail that in any Homer outbreak, whether it's clones or people turning into Homer, Mo is thriving. Yeah. Um, but um, you get a wide shot of all of the Springfieldians turned into Homer. In that wide shot, if you look really carefully, you can see Kang and Kodos. Uh... So, yeah, go back and watch the outbreak again. I don't know why you would. Um, but for me, it was a nice way to avoid the penalty of uh, not including them. Uh, but um, Barton Lisa finding the bucket of chicken that leads him to finding Homer uh, in the bathroom because uh, it's the closest one mom will yet let him use. Uh, funny, but Marge is shown to be the only one who will tolerate Homer's odors, so I don't think that's that's a good thing. Uh, anyway. Professor Frank and the medical team have tracked down Homer. They've tracked down Bart and Lisa and Maggie and why they're immune and all this other stuff. Um, the the Frankomacopter and the Frank Tabulizer are much nicer names than helicopter and supercomputer. I'm sorry, they just are. But I, I do like the the idea that his colleagues are just annoyed. We're not by calling him. it that. Yeah. I'm like, 
I, I looked at that the opposite way. I'm like, yes, you fucking are. <laughs> Those are way better than the names you have. Um, can we talk about the reveal that Fink has for Homer? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. So at that point, Homer's just like, but I love it. It's a utopia, blah, blah, blah. Why do I want to cure there this? There were so many, and there were so many good background gags for that spot too. Oh yeah, where everything is going Everything's wrong. Everything's going wrong. <laughs> and everybody's getting hurt. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's revealed that Marge has turned into Homer. And I don't know why. Actually, no, I, I do know why. But Dan Castellaneta doing Homer, doing Marge, voice-wise, was so fucking funny to me. And also just this idea that there are layers behind it. See, I've heard it. I've heard it before, and I've heard it before in like season six, season seven. So we got Prime Dan doing it. And uh, as much as I like it, um, I go back to, is this funnier than, I love you, homie. <laughs> I don't need her at all anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, at, le at least for me. Though the line, good one, me, Marge. That every time. Uh, and it's discovered that Homer just finds Marge gorgeous. So finds Marge as Homer gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they compromise Fink's suit with the back scratcher that has been to places. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to say the back scratcher would never puncture the hazmat suit. Even then, the secondary lair would protect Frank. I love how this is where you you can't have your suspension of disbelief. No, 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 it's it lost it the second that you didn't either make Dan Castellaneta run the gambit or you didn't make your voice actors run the gambit. I um, think it would have been so funny having the voice actors impersonate Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, we, yeah, I would have loved it. Um, that being said, um this feels very half-baked on a story front it's one joke that's just and that's just it uh you made a lot of these jokes and send the clones uh as homer took over uh socially on mass shut down everything except most tavern which records record business uh that being said i i love the fact that uh as much as homer as marge and homer's reaction that was just wrong to me uh, the Homers would the Homers would fight over Marge, yeah, and thus they would protect Marge the same way as they would protect Mo, mm -hmm. and apparently Guy Fieri for some reason because uh, I, I'm I'm sorry I the jokes at the end that living in paradise, um. The, the the jokes are really really good Guy Fieri is president to a chorus of cheers and the Taj Mahal you can eat buffet made me laugh hard <laughs> um, but that being said as a whole it's 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 really half-baked most of this most of this Treehouse of Horror is bar that middle segment I think for me anyway 
and it's the a, middle segment was strong. Yeah, like the middle. Yeah, and it was the same last year. It also felt like it was there was a lot in there. Does that make yeah. sense? Like there was yeah. a lot, but um, the the thing is, last year's one, the three were all strong. Yeah. The, um, I, I would argue the middle one is the strongest of the three last year, but they were all certified bangers. Yeah, like yeah. that. Whereas with this, it's kind of you. You're hinging it on one. Yeah, like I, I feel like the NFT one. There could have been some like tightening up and changes here or there. Yeah. The last one, I'm I. I kind of feel like you may as well not have done it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Like that's, but then the middle was so good. But, but see, the thing for me was, I agree with you. The middle so good. I would reverse it. I would tighten up the uh, lout break, and I would have ditched the NFTs because it's not topical anymore. See, uh, but I think that's where the the issue is because yeah. I said at the beginning. I wish I could say it's not topical anymore, except I watched this thing happen just like a couple months ago in real time. But that being said, though, uh, the treehouse itself isn't terrible, but it's a huge step down from last year. Um, this could have been done right. And we saw that last year with a very similar team. Uh, but I digress. Uh, if you're gonna watch anything from this, watch the middle segment of this. Eight is genuinely good. Yeah, I like uh, this. This sounds weird, but I feel like since Simpsons is with Disney, there are some of these shorter segments where I would love to see them longer. Yeah, like I, I'd love to see a longer version, like the um, that two-parter with Ned. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'd love to see uh, it. A, lo a longer, proper, fleshed-out version of it as well. Um, well, even a, like, do you want to do a serious Flanders at some point? Because I like it. I genuinely like that one. Oh, it is a good one. Oh, well then, we'll we'll look at yeah. it. Oh, I I I genuinely really like that one. That one's great. But, um, for me, I still have to give up my MVPs. I've got two. Uh, but what I'm saying is it's not terrible, but it could have been so much better on the whole. And I wish we had have gotten three genuine efforts. Like I, I said, what I said about Treehouse 33 holds true. If the Puka Duke is your weakest segment, you have a banger on your hands. Mm -hmm. And... I think one of these is as strong as the Puka Duke was. Yeah. And I don't think the other two could even scratch its surf. And it's sad because we know what we could be getting. Mm -hmm. Like we we went from we went from an anomaly of a treehouse being as good as the classic era to this which granted it's it's it's, it's definitely not the worst we also recognize that we're we're looking at this from simpson standards yeah like simpson standards is eons above you know 
regular. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's it's one of those things where I'm like, it's a similar team. I wanted three bangers like no. last year. I, I, I wanted three bangers like last year. It happened in the classic era a few times, okay? We, we want our bangers. Uh, on that note, uh, there's a Death Pixie revamp coming in the new year. We've really? got Disenchantment now that it's done, slated to happen. Oh shit, we got we, we, we've, we've got a lot to sit down and discuss when we're actually going to record it. Uh, yeah, we've got way, Batman too, animated. Yes. Um, by the way, before we go too far, my MVPs, congratulations, and you're pro you're probably going to have no issue with this. Because it's not Dan Castellaneta. So you <gasps> so you can't say to me, Oh, you're being biased towards Dan because you love Dan. No, it's Yearly Smith and Kelsey Grammer. I because, would have been upset with you if you didn't pick those two because yeah, that was like Oh God. I and wanted the, more of oh, that yeah. going oh, yeah. tip for tat. I wanted like, more. Like this is I'll put it to you like this. This is probably Yardley Smith's best voice performance in any Treehouse of Horror, going with Kelsey Grammer, who's being Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And giving like a, a hundred and ten. Uh, but this is this is one of the Yardley Smith performances where like you could tell there was something extra on this. Yeah. Um Oh definitely like I said, I was I I, I I, you know what? I think I could have been happy with an episode of just them in yeah. the cell room talking. Like it was really. It was. It was genuinely scary. Yeah. Um, it, it was great, and they hit every note they needed to, and about twelve thousand they didn't, but they did anyway because damn it, that was special. Mm hmm. So good. Um, like I said. The new year's coming. We've got like Death Pixie revamp. We've got Disenchantment. We've got Batman animated. Um, we've got our special Star Wars fan story for later on in the yeah. year. Uh, it's it's a packed year, but I think we're both feeling really good about it. Oh yeah. Uh, we also will be looking at kind of expanding what Death Pixie does in terms of we'll be having a performance branch, which is stuff like this, yeah. and then a professional branch um, where you can hire us to do things. We can even take boring things and make them fun again. Um, Why not? Yeah. Uh, you'll also be seeing the promised, promised episode of my the return of my shitty PowerPoint to yeah. our YouTube channel where we got Johnny Boy and you'll yeah. get to see our faces because I'm too lazy to edit that out. <laughs> I mean, really, it's kind of easy. All you have to do is like go into a program that's cropping. Oh, no, 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 no. No. We want to show off how professional you can be. Professional? Yes. <laughs> um, on that, that's all I have to say. What about you? I, I I think you've hit the nail on the head and um, I wish nothing but the best for Jerry Kazakhstan. Remember to donate to Jerry um, and his dollar seventy two so he too can come to Godrich and watch me and Elizabeth Rex uh, February 2024. Woohoo! Uh, and on that note, bye-bye everybody! Happy holidays! 
Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Clam Jammers podcast. Check us out at clamjammers.ca for all your covet needs. Hello and welcome- SHUT UP GRANDPA!